Fucking people what they want to see. Quit yucking my yum. Take me out, coach. I'm not giving Jerry Jones my money. F*** that guy. I want Mason Glory help. Okay, you ready to dive in? All right, everybody. What's up? What's happening? We're back. Philly Experience Podcast. A little different. Oof. Uh, Much different. Obviously, I want to start out by saying whoever be safe and as healthy as they can be. Um, definitely unprecedented times. And uh, we're just happy to be back with everybody. Honestly, we've been trying to do this for a couple weeks now. Uh, texting back and forth, trying to come up with uh, the best way to get back to our audience and uh, T, able to get the soundboard in through the mail. Doggone right. Finally comes in, which is great. Doggone right. My turn! I'm able to uh, get back going. So um, it's, it's great to be back, everybody. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys are safe, too. How's everybody doing? Um, Man, I'm surviving. <laughs> That's the best yeah. way I can say. That's all we can do. <laughs> Chris, Tanner. Still here, you know, washing hands. Don't touch any faces. And... Uh... You know, that's what everyone's got to do at this time. Uh, my life honestly hasn't really changed that much. I just have to wear a mask every time I leave the house now. <laughs> yeah. For yeah, work, right? For work, right, Chris? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, let's let's dive in here. Uh, we got a ton of topics we could talk about, and you can kind of go either way uh, with, with our show today. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to start with here is just – uh, like free agency, I guess we, we weren't able to actually talk about that uh, because our show obviously ended sooner than we wanted to when we had an extended break. But sucks. Um, I guess I guess the first the first thing we can dive into is just you know what your opinions were. We'll, I guess we'll start with the Eagles free agency first, and then Tanner. Um, I know you got to get or you want we all want to get to the whole league in general, but just your guys' thoughts on on the Eagles. Uh, off-season moves so far in uh, free agency. So, t- to me personally, this is not this is you know familiar grounds. The Eagles seem to be every every season the same place uh, during free agency. You know, we go into free agency, we're expecting some big-time uh, players, some superstar names, and uh, in the end, you know, we we did improve on uh, uh, defense, especially, but I think. Uh, towards the beginning, we were really looking for that uh, that wide receiver that could really help out. Wentz. It's an outrage, and we did uh, hear from Howie saying that we weren't going to get any uh, big names during free agency, and we were going to go to the draft. And he also said we weren't really going to move from the draft either. So, as an Eagles fan, I'm unsure of what's going to happen, but also a little excited because this class is very talented with uh, wide receivers that they have this year, especially. I think even though we didn't get anyone in free agency, we, you know, for a second, we thought maybe Robbie Anderson Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll get into that whole DeAndre Hopkins slip up because I know (laughs) all of us in here are just completely confused (laughs) by that situation. But (laughs) and especially, you know, can't go without saying and mentioning uh, our addition of Darius Slay and how that's going to really help out. Mm-hmm. Woo! I hear you. Definitely, hundred um, percent. Listen, I, I also wanted to bring up the the Hargroves uh, signing because I think he that he's going to be a beast uh, on the D line. I think it was a good pickup. 
Um, one that, you know, we weren't expecting, obviously. And I know when we're thinking big time free agents and then we get somebody that we haven't heard of, at least me personally, I haven't heard of him before in general. Wow. Really? Um, I haven't, I really haven't. I mean, listen, I've heard of his talent. I've heard, you know, of, of, you know, you, you see highlights and, and plays he's made, but you know, he's not one of those big time names that we were hearing when free agency started. Anytime you have a nickname named the Grave Digger, oh, you're something to behold. Trust me and believe me on that. Oh my goodness, Justin Hargrave was definitely an unexpected signing. Um, completely out of left field. I didn't think they would address the defensive tackle position, but it's pretty apparent that they want to strengthen that interior defensive line. And I don't have no problem with that because they, you know, as we know, the Eagles don't blitz. They like to rotate their four down linemen constantly. So I love the signing. Um, My thing is, where is his fit going to be with the price that we paid him for? Now, albeit we didn't pay him that much money compared to what he could have gotten paid for as a defensive tackle, the talent that he is. But at the same time, I'm still thinking to myself, you know, well, how exactly is he going to fit? Because Malik Jackson is still defensive tackle number two, unless he rides that second rotation with Hassan Ridgeway. That's the only way I see, you know, that working. I, I'm not 100 percent sure exactly how that's going to work. But, hey, I, they're trying to strengthen the both both units of the defensive line. So I don't have a problem with that. I feel like we talked on the show multiple times about the Super Bowl season and especially this past Eagle season when we were struggling to win football games, we always mentioned what could we get back to that we did during the Super Bowl season. We were always trying to figure out what are ways that we can get back to that kind of football. What are some things that we can implement to this team that you know can get us back to where we were? And I think that by this signing that we have with Hargrove, he just he just fits as far as what we used to be able to do in 2017 when we were able to rotate defensive linemen, everybody was not too gassed by the end of the game. And we all, we had like, I would say what, maybe four five, six guys that we could rotate in in and out and, you know, try to stay healthy longer throughout the season. And I think this guy's going to come in with, along with Fletcher Cox, obviously who anchors that defensive line. Right. And, you know, Brandon Graham hopefully can get another year out of him on the edge and that. Oh, a lot of a lot of hopefuls here. Derek yeah. Barnett hopefully takes yeah. a step forward because that guy doesn't know yeah. what the hell he's doing. Yeah, that's too yeah. much hope. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's too we'll much. See. Hope. We'll see. It's it's a it's a big work in progress. I think Tanner, you make it a good point. You know, we just don't know. Like Howie Roseman, this this is one off season that is just kind of up in the air. Like especially with the draft, which I know we want to save mostly for next week. But I mean, and just in general, like this is just going to be one of these drafts that we're going to be looking at the board and we're just going to have no idea. You know, we kind of think maybe we know we'll it's hard receiver, but at the same time, will Howie Roseman trade up? We don't know. You know, we don't know what to expect. We're hearing a ton of rumors. Like we always, you know, we always hear a ton of rumors, but usually that involves other teams and we usually stay pat and, and maybe not take a guy that we all think we should at a certain position, especially last season. We took Miles Sanders, which was a great pick, but, you know, when we took our Sega white side, there was hope because we all saw him play at Stanford and so far it hasn't worked out. But I think this year at 21, there's so many receivers out there that I think it might all literally depend on how the draft goes per se, like the first 12 picks, like what players are gone. And then but say gets to pick 13, 
does Howie Roseman see a name on his board that's worth trading up for? I really think it's just going to be a work in progress. We're just going to see what happens pick by pick, mm-hmm. and there's no set plan like, okay, once it gets to pick 15, we're trading up. You know, It's, it's all going to depend on who's there in that position. I can definitely um, agree with that. It's definitely going to come. It's definitely going to come down to you know who who falls. But you know, going back on what you said in terms of Arthiga Whiteside and how that draft pick worked out, I mean, we can see obviously how that worked out, at least from what we've seen the past season. I'm sorry, it, you you have to hit on this. Like you need a receiver, and you have to hit on this. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. Like if you mess this up, your job is your your job, and possibly your career is on the line. Because let's be honest here, we still haven't been able to recapture that glory from the Super Bowl year. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, how, and I've, I've been on record of saying this, um, Howie Roseman is good picking up free agents. He's good with cap and he's good with trades. His one weakness, which is why I like the addition of Joe Douglas when he came in here all those years ago, is drafting. Like he's always been a questionable drafter. Like I can go back to um, last year when... We picked Clayton Thorson because we couldn't pick up Easton Stick with one more pick left. So, like, it's things like that. Like, you got caught with your pants down. Mm-hmm. Things like that, that can't happen. You have to hit on these draft picks. And the receiver position definitely needs to be addressed. Now, obviously, they didn't, they couldn't move on from Alshon Jeffrey with this huge contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Of course, I knew Deshaun Jackson was going to come back. All right. So, you still need to find and develop some players to play behind those players because let's be honest here those players aren't going to stay healthy it's just not going to happen it's not in their nature they're going to get hurt sometime along the season if we even have a season they're going to get hurt so you have to address that right receiver position and it has to be addressed correctly now i'm happy that they i'm kind of happy that they didn't address it via free agency i wasn't big on robbie anderson and it's pretty clear that as the length of time that he stayed a free agent, it was very telling about what other teams felt about him. I agree. Like, yes, he's a burner, but his hands are okay. Like, there, mm-hmm. there's times where he, you know, he'll burn past a defender, but then he'll have Nelson Aguilar hands, which, by the way, he's not. I always try to look at the contracts, too. You know, I know the skill set is definitely the most important thing, but when you see the contracts of these guys getting paid, you know, Robbie Anderson, what did he get, like 10, 11 million per year? I mean, it's just not worth it. No. I do get to tip my hat to, uh, Howie Roseman for not overpaying for one of these receivers. I think so far he's making the right decisions as far as, okay, let's go to the draft and address this issue rather than spend $11 million on a receiver who may or may not, you know, give you the kind of production that you expect from him. Exactly. And then you, you command and then you take up and reserve that much money towards the cap. And then you were in a position now with like with Alshon Jeffrey where we can't even get rid of the contract. That's a, that's an issue. So I like the simple fact that we're going younger and I like the simple fact that they're going they want to go with a receiver that can grow with Wentz for years to come. That's exactly what you want. You don't necessarily want somebody else's damaged goods per se. I, mm-hmm. I mean that's just that's just how I feel me personally. I mean, and going back to what I said, th- you have to hit on this draft pick. You you have to. Like there's there's no other option. But I will say this though. Um I'm happy. I am so so happy. So so happy that we did not pay Byron Jones that money. Oh my goodness. That yeah. is a ridiculous contract. That is a stupid amount of money for a corner that is just okay. Like I'm not, okay. I'm not, he's a good corner, but he's not worth the money that he got. 
from the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree. All powers to you. God bless you. That's all I got to say. Like that's that's stupid. Stupid money. Chris Tanner, thoughts on the Slade deal? You like it? I mean, I'm sure it's an upgrade, obviously, but were you guys thinking, man, maybe we should have went out and signed Byron Jones? Because I'll admit my personal people self what they want to sitting see. here thinking, man, you know what? Byron Jones, best corner on the market by far. I wasn't really th- – I mean, I know we mentioned the Slay op- idea multiple times, and then we finally got the opportunity to go snag him. But, I mean, me personally, I was like, you know what? Let's just go get Byron Jones to share up the secondary because we knew it was the biggest weakness. Thankfully, they were able to find a plan B. But what do you guys think? You guys, I mean, he went to the Dolphins. They paid him a fortune to go down to Miami. So, yeah. um, Well, I know when we were discussing this originally, we were talking about his lack of interceptions and how that, that brought up a, um, a problem for some people. But I, I do like uh, Slay. More also because of how they keep bringing up how you know his play against uh, Mari Cooper yeah. and that stuff that that's really going to be important, especially for us. We play him twice twice a year, mm-hmm. so you know I I like his I like his attitude. I know there's a few problems with him. Um, you know in Detroit he uh, a lot of problems in Detroit. With, yeah, with Patricia and that that could have been just a a them thing. Like a like a you know how the Texans had a problem between coach and player, right? Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. He um, actually, Carson, I believe Carson Wentz's first career interception was uh, Darius Slay. It was I indeed. That, I believe. I remember that game. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting. You know, it takes another takes another enemy away for uh, you know for Carson. He doesn't have to deal with Darius Slay mm-hmm. over there. So I also. If Chris, do you have an opinion on this Slay thing? Before, oh uh, I- yeah, well, I do like it. It's a, it's definitely an upgrade from Ronald Darby. Um, because I think these younger corners, uh, like uh, Avante Maddox and like Cravion and all them, need someone. I don't know to learn from, like in a sore way, just because yeah, I feel like, especially uh, Cravion and Avante, I feel like both of them were kind of just get out there, get out there and try to figure it out. And I mean, when they were first out there, they, they struggled. And I mean, they picked it up eventually and they were playing pretty good defensive football. I think a guy, you know, that's a guy who can take control of uh, the defense, but I'm actually much more concerned about our linebacker situation personally, because Nate Gary as our top linebacker, uh, doesn't sit well in my stomach and I'm looking at the free agency list and I'm just scrolling, looking for a linebacker, top linebacker, linebacker, Nigel Bradham. That's not happening. So it's like, God, T, what the hell do we do about that? Oh my, I, I actually, I actually wanted to talk about this before um, T you get into it. because right. uh, So we lose, uh, you know, we lose Hill to the dolphins, just like, you know, a few other guys from this team. Um, they become the Miami Eagles in a way. But, um, so we do get uh we do get Brown as a linebacker. I feel like people aren't talking about him enough. J- I think Jatavius Brown is his first name. Mm-hmm. Jatavius. Jatavius Brown. Um, yeah. You know we do have you know added to the depth, but yeah, Chris, you're right with uh you know Nathan over there. I, I don't I don't really feel confident. Okay, you say depth. Um, what depth? All right, what yeah. depth do we have at that linebacker position? This is a position that we consistently and we have shown on record that we just don't give a damn about. Okay, we haven't drafted a linebacker 
not counting Marcus Smith. We have not drafted a linebacker since the 1970s well, in the first you, round. That's a problem. You know this team loves taking uh, guys that we've never heard of off the practice squad and then uh, putting them in there week uh, week 14 through through the end of the season and having them surprise everyone. You and know that's how this team goes. And that's my whole thing, Tanner. That's the whole thing. Like you said it in you said it in a group text the other day. I'm tired of these doggone practice squad guys. Yo, straight I up. I want winners. I want winners now. Okay, I want proven winners who have shown on tape, on the field, what they can do. I don't want no more projects. You know what? That's what I, I that's what I want out this draft for the Eagles. No more projects. If I see even a seventh round tr- draft project, I'm slapping somebody. I'm serious. I'm slapping somebody. Hey, isn't that? Sorry. No, you go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say, isn't that what? A, you know, just to rebuttal you, isn't that what a seventh round pick is? Taking a flyer on a guy. Not if there's somebody on the board that maybe was overlooked because they went to a D two D three school and they can contribute to a team. I don't know. I, I, that's just how I've always looked at later picks. Sorry, I mean, for, for projects, you can always pick them up via free agency if you really like them that much. That's all That's all I'm saying. All right. Good point. Like, there's no, there's no reason why to take a project on, you know, take on a project player in rounds four to six. You might flirt with one, like you said, in the seventh round, but I don't particularly care for that, especially if there's somebody on the board that you can really develop. But... Four to six rounds, I don't want no project. I want somebody who can add depth to the team and that, you know, has proven on the field with his play that he can play. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Over the past couple of years, you know, watching college football and trying to, um, you know, try to get to know players more, try to know more names going into the draft. And I know everybody gets excited, you know, with rounds one and two, maybe even three. And I'll, I was always that one person that was like, Oh, all right, round five, six. Well, if we get somebody, we get somebody. But, you know, is that person really going to contribute? Probably not. But I feel like this year, you know, I, I started to look back on previous drafts and, and seeing some of the names that were getting taken, rounds four or five, you know, things like that. And I was like, man, there's still some talent there. You you know, it's just about can you find it? Do you have the, you know, front office and, you know, draft scouting department to be able to identify these players? I feel like that's one thing we've struggled with over the past few years is maybe we like the player we get, obviously, in round one and two, but getting to rounds, you know, four, five, six, harder to find players definitely in those rounds, but they're still there. You just got to get them, you know? I agree. I, I, Go ahead, I feel you, Max. Uh, um, I feel it because we're all familiar with that, how for the past couple of years we've been missing out on players like, uh, for example, DK. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. missed out on him. And also – a more low key one was we had a draft pick uh, to get Gardner Minshew. He mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew, he was yep. still on the board, and we get uh, Clayton Thorson. Where where's he at right now? Yeah, not on the team. I believe that's who we got, Clayton Thorson. One, I believe he's on a Dallas Cowboys practice squad. If I'm not mistaken, it's the last time I checked. You know, so yeah, not that we really necessarily needed him, no. but I I mean we you know we don't have Thorson anymore. So and you know. Gardner, he took the spot of Nick Foles. We didn't talk about that yet, but uh, mm-hmm. Nick Foles is a Chicago Bear, uh, <laughs> all due to Minshew magic, basically. More, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of magic on that team, but um, you know, they're Boy, going with Gardner. But yeah, it's just I feel like we've been unlucky these past couple of years. And um, while we're still on this, which move 
which loss do you think affected this team on defense the most? So, you know, we have Malcolm, Gruger Hill, which, you know, yeah, he was he was up and coming. Yeah, he, he was. was he just wanted uh, too much money, I feel like. Yeah. I'm, so I'm he, a little disappointed in that one. Jernigan and, uh, you know, I don't think anyone was too uh, too sad to see Darby and yeah, Darby leave. So yeah, um, uh, get out. I think the popular answer here will probably be Jenkins, but me, I think Jernigan for some reason. I just felt like every time he played and you saw him just in the trenches, he always just brought something to the table. And if we still had him, I mean, boy, like you understand what I'm saying to you. That would be stacked that D line if we still had Jernigan Jenkins. I get it, fan favorite. He, Philly's strong, you know. He was just he was all Philly, you know. I mean, everything about him was just all Philly, but he just, I don't know. I feel like he, he, he definitely is getting up there in age. He still can ball out. We all know that. And he probably will in new Orleans again, but I don't know. Something about him was just rubbing me the wrong way. I mean, yeah, he's Mr. Consistent. You know, he, he's going to give you every snap, but I feel like at this point where we are now, I think it was good to just turn over a little bit. Um, I know for me, the one thing I will say to counter my own argument would be the fact that Jalen Mills is now going to replace him, yeah. which, I mean, I, I, we all know that none of let's, us here are big fans yeah. of him. Let's get into that. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the player, probably in the entire league, the player that's suffering the most from this whole coronavirus and no offseason is Jalen Mills. He's changing position, and, you know, he's he's unable to practice. Mm. Uh, they're doing virtual. Virtual practice isn't going to help him. Nah, he's yeah. going to need to be out there on the field and he's going to be the most, at least on this team, the most affected by this I can in terms de- of play because can, yeah. it completely, he's changing position. So, yeah. yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I mean, he, he's changing to safety, which is a position that we all wanted him to change to. So, you know, I was happy about it. And then the coronavirus happens and now I'm like, Oh man, now he's going to struggle because yeah. man, that's, I mean, yeah, he played it in college, but that was four years ago. At, we have at Will this Parks point. now, but you know, yeah, it, 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 Malcolm did a lot for this team. Okay, in terms of that linebacker safety hybrid role, you gotta understand this was a guy who we sent after tight ends, and we also told him to blitz told him to drop back in coverage. He was responsible for all the coverage responsibilities in the secondary. That's not something that's going to be easily replaced. Now, yes, Malcolm Jenkins, I, I've, I'm on record of saying this. I wanted Malcolm Jenkins gone because I think it was just that time. I'm not saying that to be a cruel person. I'm saying that because it was just that time and you needed to move on and it was time to get younger. And he was slowing down, Max. I, he, there was something off with him. He's slowing down. And... Honestly, I'm glad with that we didn't pay him the money that he he, he wanted, especially the money that he he got for, you know, going back Boy. to New Orleans. Like that was that's incredible that he still got that amount of money. But anyway, yeah, it's that's going to be a weird a weird transition, and that's going to be kind of weird to look at because, okay, yes, Jalen Mills doesn't have the foot speed, yet he has some kind of ball hawking ability. But at the same time, I still don't trust him. Like, I still don't trust the fact that he's going to line up against a tight end and not bite on a double play. Like, that, that, those things are just cemented in my head. It's one of those reasons why I kind of didn't want Jalen Mills to come back. I kind of wanted us to move on from him. And I understand why they brought him back because they feel as though he still has some value. And they wanted to move him to that 
you know, line, they feel as though he's better in that linebacker safety role position. So we're going to see how this works out, you know, on a one-year contract. But yeah, too, I'm on definitely on your this offseason's kind of it's going to kind of hamper him a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, T, like, I mean, you and I have had this discussion. We both agree, as well as the Eagles, think that the safety position just suits Jalen Mills better. And, look, I mean, I understand that you're concerned, but I don't think he's going to be a complete fish out of water. Mm. You know, it, it's, it, like you said, he did he, back in college he did this. It's not something – I mean, it's new to him at the NFL level, but I, I don't – I'm not as pessimistic as you. Mm. But then again, you're also like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Where is this coming from? Also, oh, oh, come on. You, 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 and your defensive football. Anyway, I no, can't I, help. I, 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 I can't help the fact I that I look at film. Okay, and now that I'm stuck in the house, I ain't got nothing else to do but look at film. What you want me to do? What you well, want I, me to do? You're just. I just think you're more critical than the average person. That's all I'm saying. I look at tape. Can't help it. I have faith in him because you know what? It, in that Super Bowl year, I really enjoyed his play. I, don't don't get me wrong; that was probably his best year of his career so far. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know, it, I got faith in him. All right, I think you're just being a little too pessimistic. I'm always hopeful, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. Listen, this is one of those things where we, none of us really have any facts about it. I mean, we're talking about a whole new position in the NFL. Um, we all know what he does at cornerback, and it's not good. But with safety, it's just a whole different ball game, and it's going to be interesting to see how he develops. I, I mean, you know, we already talked about the coronavirus and, and how he's not able to get out there. So that's just – it's going to hurt him um, if, if the, the longer this goes on where he, he won't be able to get out on the field and practice so uh it's interesting to, it's to see uh i think both sides of the football for this team need work i mean we talked about linebacker um i think i'm of the mindset that anybody at pick 21 depending on what we do if, if we stay there just take the best player available i mean Great. i know we need receiver but the receiving receiver class is deep where if you you can still get some talented guy in the second round if you can get a stud linebacker or somebody there at pick twenty one, I think you go go after him. You, you know, you just pick somebody that's gonna be there for the future. Uh, you, but you know, they're not going after a linebacker. As a matter of fact, um, I was paying attention to um some of the prospects. Patrick Queen is that Patrick Queen? That's his name from LSU. He's a linebacker, right? Here's my thing, though. It, like I said, the Eagles haven't drafted a linebacker. Before Marcus Smith, since the 1970s, so yeah, it's pretty clear it's an that unpopular that, pick. It's unpopular pick, right? And it's and it's pretty clear that this franchise really doesn't care too too much about the linebacker position. And I, like I said before, I was paying attention to some of the prospects that they've been talking to reportedly, and you know who they're looking at now. They've only looked at two to three linebacker prospects, and they're going to probably go in rounds four to seven. That's three day three picks. They're not looking at they're not paying attention to this linebacking position. That concerns me because yes, you have a dominant defensive line, but at the same time, should they not perform their duties? And now that those offensive linemen they get to that second level, now we got some problems because our linebackers stink. They're, what are you expecting here then? You know, we, we talk about the wide receiver spot, but that's pretty much all we really hear about. We still have multiple picks. We have a, a second round pick as well 
where, where are we going? Are we just? I wouldn't expect us to go receiver, receiver. But I mean, nah. Is there any other position where you could see? Okay, this is where we're going afterwards. After we get our receiver, I could say receiver and corner, corner or corner defensive end. Yeah, corner defensive end or a what probably will surprise me because they have been looking at a lot of prospects at this position. Center, JT. I agree. No. I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see an edge rusher. Go ahead, Tanner. However, unlikely. You know, the Eagles could surprise us all and get four straight wide receivers. You don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it could possibly happen. Okay, if it happens, but, if it happens, I'm I'm finding where Howie Roseman lives and I'm slapping like straight up. Who specifically are you out of the wide receivers? Who would you be most comfortable with? You got Rugs. Uh, you know, I saw some Justin. Uh, or Jefferson. Jefferson. I don't like Justin Jefferson for the simple fact that we don't need another damn slot receiver. He's a slot receiver, guys. Like I don't know. I don't understand what the allure with him is with the Eagles. I, I I kid you not. He is talented. I will give you that. But at the same time, we don't. I don't want another Jordan Matthews because that's exactly what he's going to be for us. He's going to be a Jordan Matthews. that D-Jax and Alshon are both outside receivers though? Like who is our slot receiver right now? Um, shoot. What's his name? <laughs> I can't think of his Greg name. Ward? Yeah, there you go. That's what Greg I'm thinking Ward. about. Yeah, that's the problem. Off the bat, you're causing problems already. I know. He, had a, he was great towards the end of the season. But if you get Justin Jefferson and plug him in day one in the slot, I mean, look out, man. He's going to do some damage. I, I have his stats from uh, you know the championship game. He had, LSU uh, man he's, caught he's the ball gone. nine times, hundred six yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so he you know he's he's a playmaker. I'm not uh, doubting that. I'm not doubting that at that, all. That is college football. That and here's and here's where my issue is. You're addressing a slot position where you need outside receivers. That was our issue last year. Remember the Atlanta Falcons game when Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson went down at the same time. And we were yeah. stuck with, we were stuck with our figure Whiteside and what was that other Mac Hollins? Wouldn't you rather be stuck <laughs> with Je- Jefferson over Ward Jr. Though I probably would, but at the same time, not at pick twenty one, I can pick another slot receiver in the fourth or fifth round. This is the this is why this I need is a- all going to lead to us trading up. That's where I think it's going to happen. I really do. I feel like because we're at twenty one and there's so many, you know, we're we're looking around on the piece of paper with our pencil. So many different names. If we just go up and get Judy or CD Lamb, this all of our headaches are gone. I agree because that's exactly what we need is an another outside receiver. Please, please don't draft Justin Jefferson. If you gotta stay put at, num- at pick number twenty one and you have to pick a receiver, I would rather than pick Denzel Mims. Where's he from? Really, Baylor, I believe. Yeah. Is he? Okay. I've heard his name thrown around too. Denzel Mims. Okay, exactly. so if I were to make a comparison right now, we all we all bitch and moan about how we missed out on DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's him. That's all that's right. DK Metcalf really? again. That's high praise, T. I'll I'll admit. I'm a little surprised you went that. We'll far. keep that recorded. Uh, <laughs> see, how, see how well that uh, you know weathers through the season. But I just want I just want to let you guys know if you didn't know already, we have ten picks in this draft. And we can afford, you know, I'm sure there's teams above us that don't really need, you know, as every draft, there's not, there's teams above us that don't need to be above us. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be a lot of moving around. Not sure about us. You know, Howie Roseman says, you know, I, I keep seeing how he's not going to, you know, there's not going to be any changes to our draft picks. But Man, yeah. that's ludicrous. Yeah, that, that, that's stupid. 
Nah, what you mean? There ain't gonna be no change. Oh, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna come in with a trade to try to knock your socks off. I mean, come on now. Seriously, we have a third round pick as well, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. we have a third round pick. Yep. Um. Oh, so we got we got assets from a draft pick standpoint. We so do. You know, move around a little bit, maybe. And also, um, this is also maybe two weeks old news, but apparently Russell Douglas could possibly be on the move as well. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they move him next week during the draft. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either. Now, here's another thing I want to bring up real quick because I know we, we want to try to get to as much as we can here. Um, there's low-key positions on this team that I'm hearing rumors we still could draft one or maybe two at this position or another position. I'm going to bring it up right now. The running back, first of all. I'm hearing a lot of things where a lot of people don't have – not saying they don't have confidence, but they don't have that, okay, this guy's our workhorse mindset of Miles Sanders. They're saying maybe we can not saying high pick. Mm. I'm thinking maybe rounds four or five. This is what I'm hearing. Right. I've heard that. They might be another guy just to bring in because Boston Scott and Miles Sanders are really your only two running backs right Right. now on this roster. So I wouldn't be surprised if a running back is drafted on this team in this upcoming draft. I I would hope that running back is a bulldozer because that's exactly what you would need. Yeah. Another position. Quarterback. Another position is quarterback. Who's going to back up Carson? You know, we know Josh McCown's retired. Uh, Nate Sudfeld, I know none of us really have. First of all, he gets hurt last preseason. That's just a, a freak wrist injury, not Joe something Flacco. where. But listen, <laughs> is he, is he going to be the guy behind Wentz? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, yeah, no. Um, they This team have, has no confidence in Nate Sudfeld. They're going to draft a quarterback. They're, I hope they're, so. I they're just hope it's not a Clayton Thorson type of quarterback. Oh, God, no, yeah. please. Maybe to get lucky down uh, maybe, I don't know. How high, first of all, how high would you go with a quarterback spot? You know, mm. when when's too early to draft one? Yeah, we're, we're talking a backup, so maybe fourth round at the highest. Yeah, I'd say fourth is the highest that I would go to. Now, here's the thing. How far is Jalen Hurts dropping? Is he going to get to round four? Heck No. He's going. I'm, where's he, where do they have him going right I'll now? I'll be surprised if he. Around. I'll be surprised if he gets out of the first round. Jalen Hurts. You're kidding me? Really? I'm Jaylen serious Hurts. about that. This yes. People, he's like the sixth. He's not going quarter. in the first round. Too. All right. We you know what? We got Burrow. We got what? Who's who? who Burrow's going number one. Herbert. You got Herbert. Jordan Herbert Love. apparently the latest mock draft that I saw, which makes absolutely no sense to me, is Herbert goes to the Dolphins and then Tua goes to uh, Jacksonville. But, you know, how would a team like Jacksonville do that when they were so now, you know, get rid of Foles after he plays one game for them with the amount of money they give him? They tell Minshew, you're our guy, and then they go and draft Tua. Yeah, that doesn't How's make that any mean? that doesn't make any sense. It, no, that doesn't make any sense. Now, in terms of Minshew, oh, man. Right, exactly. Is this guy really going to be the, the face of the franchise? I mean, he kind of outplayed y'all goat. So, you know, I don't know what you he, want me to say about that. He didn't, though, because hey, you know, Nick Foles <laughs> in the first quarter of the first game, how can you True. barely say that he outplayed him? Tanner gets it right now. I agree. I think that Foles' injury early on just it was unfortunate. Minshew kind of had the, the few-week Minshew mania thing going. And, I, you know, in, all the, in, in you know, Minshew's defense, Foles comes back from that injury. He really doesn't play well. You know they're what? I ship him out. I mean, they just signed him in that ridiculous contract, and now they're going to ship him out less than a year after they signed him. Yeah, and that's why they're going to be in cap hell for the next three, four years. It's crazy. You know what? Also, also, I just saw that really just 
made me I just think that this team's crazy too is the Bears could uh be linked to Jalen Hurts and the Bears get Nick Foles. That doesn't you know, surprise they have me. Mitchell Trubisky. That would be interesting. And then so, you know, obviously you you put Trubisky on the move, you keep Hurts if you have him as a backup. Right. But you know, there's there's still a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be out there circling like Cam Newton for yes. example. Yeah, Cam, um, yeah, Cam Newton is exciting to see how Cam Newton is still a free agent. That's crazy to me. That's um, incredible. Will, will the uh will the Patriots tank this year? And get Trevor Lawrence next year. Oh my goodness! I swear, if they get Trevor Lawrence, I kid you not, I'm going to be so upset. I don't think they will. How perfect would that be? They're you, too good of a team still in order to do that. How? Even without Brady. But let's just think about this for a minute. How perfect would that be to be to get rid of a court, a generational quarterback, tank for one year, and then? The next one. year, you draft a generational quarterback. How incredible would that be? I have a weird sense here that, first of all, Bill Belichick, from what I know about him and, and looking at him and learning about his career as a coach over the years, I just don't think there's any way, there's no chance, in my opinion, that, uh, what's it, Jared Stidham? Is the quarterback? No, in week one. yeah, just, they're just not going to happen. No, it's not happening. Am going to come in to that organization, or they're going to draft it's somebody? Ridiculous. There's just no way that Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer, who they brought back mm. to be the backup, there's no way. Man, that's ludicrous. It's just not going to happen. No, not at all. That ain't happening. They're drafting. A, they're probably. I say they're going to draft a quarterback this year, but they're not giving the keys to the franchise to no Stidham. That that's. No, definitely not. They're got a late twenties pick, and here's the thing: we know these quarterbacks are going to get taken early. But Jordan Love, I mean, he could be there for them at pick, yeah. what are they, twenty eight, twenty nine, whatever. He could, he could. I will say this: out of all the quarterback prospects, I think my most hated prospect, and probably my most, in my opinion, the most overrated one is Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is overrated. Um, I think he is Jamarcus Russell because. You know what? I won't even go that far because Jamarcus Russell at least was good in college. Justin Herbert's um, career throwing percentage is in the mid-50s. That's an issue, especially in today's football football college game where everything is spread out and these passes are pretty easy to get these re- get to these receivers. How is that possible that you still throw in the mid-50s in terms of completion percentage? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I I don't know, man. I think Herbert is better than what you're giving him credit for. I just think he moves smoothly in the pocket, and he also has the ability to get out there and run as well. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's you know, the top quarterback in this draft, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that Joe Burrow is the top quarterback in this draft either. I really do think it's going to come down to is Tua healthy, and if he is, I think Tua is the best quarterback in the draft. You know what, T, I want to go back to because uh, I know Max was wondering where it hurts there. Uh, would go in the draft, and they're saying maybe the Steelers draft go and draft Hurts because you know they have no really no big problems on defense, and what their problem should be focusing on is the uh, life after Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Let's face it, he's a uh, you know maybe this season is this could be his last season, and they got just two quarterbacks that are just unsure if they even want to start themselves because you got Mason Rudolph, you got Duck Hodges who haven't really proved who was better yet. And then you go ahead and get a a Jalen Hurts 
and you have him uh, there watching Ben Roethlisberger play, um, and that could be an option. You know, there's also Jameis Winston for the Steelers too. Yeah, it's an interesting but, um, situation. I agree, Tanner. I think it'd be it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I think that. Coaching comes into it too. I mean, Mike Tomlin, he's worked his whole career with Big Ben at the helm. Does he really want to bring in Jalen Hurts, who kind of has a he's a whole different type of quarterback and more of a running quarterback? I know he does have a strong arm, he can throw the ball in the pocket, but he's his skill set, even with, without Big Ben. You know, we saw Doug Hodges step in, Mason Rudolph step in, those guys weren't mob, you know, too mobile either. So, I would think if it's going to happen, now I'm not saying they're going to draft a first round quarterback here, but. If they do, if they get up there and say second round, maybe Jordan Love's hanging around. I don't know. Man. I, I don't know much about Love personally, but I don't think he's you know as mobile as as a Tua, healthy or Herbert. In in terms of the Steelers, he Mike Toblin, he really doesn't have a choice but to adjust to this new game. I understand you know you're comfortable with Big Ben because that's you know who's brought you success. You know it, your your entire coaching head coaching career, but at the same time, this is a new generation of quarterbacks that's coming in now. No longer are these guys six foot six, six foot seven statues in the pocket. That's you know mm. those guys are dinosaurs now. You got to have at least some kind of um, some kind of mobile ability, you know, to be able to extend plays or at least be able to keep the defense honest. He's got no choice. He he better if he's smart. He better be looking for somebody. To come to come in after Ben Roethlisberger, because come on now, how long? Honestly, with all the injuries that Roethlisberger has gone through over the years, how long do you honestly expect him to continue playing? Seriously, maybe three years at the most. If, now let me ask you something: Is Big Ben a Hall of Famer as of now? Yes. Yes. If he if he just retires right now, he's a Hall yes. of Famer. Yes. Okay. No debate. No. There's nope. Yes. He's got two rings and uh, was that three tries? Yes. That's yeah. that's a heck of a record. That's not something to scoff at. Yes, he's consistent. I mean, he's. I mean, last year was what the first time he's gotten injured in how long? You know. Yeah, and also, you know, what hurt his play the most? Uh, ben Roethlisberger. You know, he he's never. You know, in some some seasons he's been like a, a top. You know, a top quarterback, top seven maybe. But um, I believe what what would put him over the uh, what really hurt. His play was, you know, losing the two weapons that he did, Antonio Brown and Bell, in their, you know, yeah. prime, <laughs> per se. And, you know, that obviously we see how that ended up for both those players. Yeah. One but, uh, one is on a horrible team and the other one's an ass clown. Yeah. You have – so you have players like that your whole – you know, for the past couple seasons. And now you're going back into it with um, – you got – James Conner and who who do the Steelers have at wide receiver? Juju, Juju mm-hmm. and um, uh, who's that, uh, Switzer guy, right? Yeah, Ryan Switzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see Ben Roethlisberger play with uh, you know just those those weapons that he has and see how he can you know yeah, play we'll now. We'll the draft, maybe you never know. Yeah. Pittsburgh, it's an interesting it's an interesting situation. They have. Uh, you know, we're talking about Pittsburgh. It's an interesting thing to bring up, uh, you know, both being across Pennsylvania State, you know, rivals here. And a couple few weeks ago it was brought up, you know, maybe there's going to be uh, a rivalry, so to speak, between an AFC team and an NFC team that is kind of near you geographically. So people were saying maybe uh, in the coming years we could see Pittsburgh and us, Philly, 
play in a, in a in a stadium such as Penn State, like up in Happy Valley, maybe that would be pretty crazy. Mm, that would that would be interesting. I've, I'm on record as saying that's that would be my dream Super Bowl for the Eagles to go up against the Steelers, and that would be so cool to play at Penn State, that Penn State Beaver Stadium. That would be um, awesome. Yeah, you know, every time we do play the Steelers, I feel like it's already a rivalry. I have a few people I know that are Steelers fans that are were born in the same area oh, I was yeah. born. You know, we never been to Pittsburgh. Um, and it's just I guess it's 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 really who who you were grown up to watch and everything like that. But yeah, I, I always feel like a rivalry between uh, the Steelers. No matter who's on what team. I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with Let's, that. Let's I just because I wanted before we get into like picks and and things we want to see happen for the draft. You know, mm-hmm. I want to save some of that for next week because that's that's big time, right? Yeah. I mean, what is that next Thursday? So I want to get in uh, the other teams and off season yeah, moves. Well, we got the we got the draft. What is that next next Thursday night? Yep. So we'll have, the, we'll have the show before the draft that day. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have a show that day, so we'll be able to record our show when. You know, kind of make our predictions right before the big time, big time event. Yes, sir. Tanner, what do you got? You, you want to talk a little DeAndre Hopkins, I assume. <laughs> oh, man. Let's dive right into that. Um, I'm no, still laughing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely stunned. After I heard that we had a shot at getting DeAndre Hopkins, and like, ah, oh, they must have been offering too much. And then I see, I see what the Texans received <laughs> from the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> They receive, let me just say this, Chris, David Johnson. Oh, hey, he has best career game against the Eagles. Uh, how much was that? Three, that's not gonna. That, hey, that that's not gonna. That's not gonna help the Texans. No, no. <laughs> what hurt the Texans the most is who they have coaching the team. Ooh, what is ooh, this guy doing? Ooh, you know what? And what is Tony Roseman doing? You know, you know what? The- I, I look at, at both these guys, but who's who? Who's in the worst situation, and, and who's in the most trouble? Howie Roseman for not getting DeAndre Hopkins for what we can assume was, as T says, peanuts. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, O'Brien just, you know, oh, it's okay. He he got who to get who to get Stills. First that, off, first yeah. off, first off, I'm I'm sorry, but like, who in the hell is making these decisions? Like oh, seriously. Nah, man, I would like, think it's like me playing mad. Yes. It made no sense. I would, I'm thinking Chip Kelly made this retarded move. Like was seriously. That, was a wise-ass comment? Yeah, it was a wise-ass comment. You're doggone right it was. That was the stupidest trade I've ever seen. You literally trade the best receiver, the best receiver in the NFL for an old aging running back. And what were the draft picks? Like a third? Third and a fifth? I'm sorry, I, I they, uh, they got stills, but like, are you kidding me right now? They got Brandon See, they, Cooks. Yeah, to yeah, they fix it with Brandon Cooks too. That's fine. Wow, <laughs> that I, I think that might have hurt them even more. Honestly, possible. I don't, I don't see it. But again, but, let's not let's. We don't know the real reason why how we didn't do this. But at the end yeah. of the day, would you, for example, throw this out here hypothetically? Mm. Would you have traded Miles Sanders a third and a fifth? For Hopkins, ooh, that's the question. I, I had to think about it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I would really, really think about it. Yeah, yeah. No, thing. No, you wouldn't do it, Chris. Nah, you wouldn't Dude, do it. Right. Chris, we're talking about the best. Johnson. I know Tanner would do it. Chris, we're talking about the best receiver in the NFL. 
Honestly, I think I would do it. I think I would do it. I think top, I would. I can find another running back. I can find another running back. That's the beautiful yeah, I guess. part. Yes. Ain't no guess. I can easily find another running back. As a matter well, of fact, why aren't you working for the Eagles then? <laughs> as a matter of fact, my young boy DeAndre Swift is coming out this year. So guess what? DeAndre Swift is what's well, a good thing you're the Eagles general manager. Yeah, I wish. Now let's get into the Cardinals now because they're you know obviously a better team now. Kyler Murray gets you know oh, rookie man. of the year. He gets more yeah. weapons. So the Cardinals last year are five and ten. Uh, they got Larry Fitzgerald. Um, still, you know, they got, um, who do they got? They got Christian Kirk, right? Kirk <laughs> is really good. He, he's he's DeAndre Hopkins. They got, um, Zach Pascal, right? Mm-hmm. This, um, that Cardinals team is going to be well, scary. They better bolster that defense, though. I'm telling you. But listen, but they're still dealing with, you know, the Rams. Let's, let's face it. The Rams are, uh, not what they were a few years ago. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they might, they might win a couple games, the Rams. But they're still dealing with, you know, the Niners and the Seahawks are always a problem. Right. So, in that aspect, now they still have to worry about it. But for you know hurting themselves this year is going to be limited. And in the draft, they can really, um, you know, this can really be a strong, strong point for them to make during the draft and see, you know, a few uh, offensive linemen. I know Kyler Murray was he got sacked a lot last season he's running for his life yeah they yeah. gotta they gotta bolster up that offensive line but they, you get you get kyler murray some protection and you got guys like deandre hopkins uh larry fitzgerald um christian kirk two of these guys are you know hall and of famers drake, you gotta remember that dude was tearing it up at the end of last exactly. year yeah yep drake was tearing it up towards the um, end of the season yeah, so they weren't sorry to see david johnson leave no, because um, no, because that's a that's an old contract that they can finally get rid of, that they can finally move on from, especially like Max said, with Drake um coming into the fold. So that's beautiful. Hey, third and the fifth and an old running back here. Take him. Cardinals GM must have woke up the next morning and was like, Did that really happen? <laughs> <laughs> is this Did a really is this a Genjutsu? Like seriously. Like, like Houston. I mean, I'm kind of interested. Is he going to have any sort of resurgence as the bell cow in the Houston backfield? Because we all know Lamar Miller coming off that ACL. That's a name we haven't heard of in a while, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not 100% sure if he's still under contract. And if he is, is he going to be ready for week one? Who knows? Everything's still up in the air right now. But David Johnson is the go-to guy for Houston. Either way, this is still a stupid trade. <laughs> I'm, I feel like almost a Texans fan right now of how mad I am. At, so this is a playoff team, all right. Just needs a few, you know, a few small, small weapons to, you know, improve their team even more. And then you get rid of your best player on the team, and that aggravates your quarterback. Uh, Deshaun Watson might even be asking to get out of there. I don't blame him. Um, I saw I saw a few, um, you know, fan trades between you know DeAndre or uh, Deshaun Watson going to the Patriots but uh, we're not going to get into that Um, we're not going to entertain that now these players next season are they going to even want to play for O'Brien I wouldn't it'd be like playing for Chip Kelly I wouldn't I would want no parts of O'Brien don't just trade away the best receiver I'm saying Hall of Fame receiver receiver. a Hall of Fame receiver the best receiver in the game right now I wouldn't take anybody over him I really wouldn't I mean, you guys can draw. I mean, I know Michael Thomas. I get it. Mike Thomas and Julio, I get it. But no, I think hands down, 
if I got one guy I need to catch a ball for me to save my life, yeah. I'm picking DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, uh, hey, yeah, you're not going to get. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is a heck of a receiver. Almost everything you throw his way, he's going to come down with. Yes, it's ridiculous. And you know that's just you know even more power to Kyler Murray. Uh, Deshaun Watson's sure going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's you know, he's probably saying, seriously, Brandon Cooks? <laughs> really? That's what you're going to do for me? <laughs> Brandon Cooks? I will, Rams didn't want him. I will didn't say this as, as our time winds down. Um, so you talked about what, you know, how Roseman could have gave up potentially for um, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, from what I hear, now the scenario that I think Max, Max put out about giving up um, Miles Sanders, that was part of the trade deal. That it would have took to bring DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins to Philadelphia, and I'm sorry, but I wouldn't have had a problem with that. I I just wouldn't have. So I guess I guess he's trying to you know build up that young core, and he feels as though Miles Sanders is the running back of the future, and that's all fine and dandy. We're talking about DeAndre Hopkins here. We're talking about a position where this is. You had a clear problem at the right receiver position, and it did not get fixed until towards the end of the season when Carson Wentz was playing with a bunch of practice squad scrubs, and that's putting it nicely. I'm sorry, like Agreed. you have to you have to address that outside right receiver position. Stop relying on Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, two injury prone players, to get you over the hump. It's not going to happen anymore. It's not. You should have a quick shout out here before we get going to the Carolina Panthers. I think they have a great offseason so far. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, Robbie Anderson. They brought in a new head coach, Matt Rule. I think he's going to be good for them. They've been and they've Carolina. been rebranded as the Carolina Owls. There you go. <laughs> Carolina Owls. <laughs> C Max South. That new contract too, making them the highest paid running back. They're going to be a fun team to watch this Impressive year. Impressive quarterbacks. The playoff team if if we can get the season going. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Let's Hopefully. just say that louder. Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Um, you know, this NFC South, the quarterbacks are Breeze, uh, Matt Ryan, now Tom Brady, and like Max said, Bridgewater. Just going to be really competitive. And you have the Saints going 13-3 three, and three, um, last season due to most of the part, or some of the part, uh, was Bridgewater, right? Yep. In agreement with that. Bridgewater helped the, uh, yeah. the Saints out. My- and, um, you know, I'm not sure about Matt Ryan. I think, uh, you know, I think we, we've seen the best of Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be ever, you know, back to a top, top seven quarterback in this league. My, my thing, my thing is this with the Tom Brady signing, um, with the Bucks. I mean, he's going into a dynamic offense. But he's also going into an offense where they like to throw deep. You gotta understand, even though Jameis Winston threw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions, he still threw over five thousand yards. They love to air it out deep. My thing is, is Tom Brady's arm going to be able to hold up? Because I think he's losing some of that arm strength. I don't think he has that deep throwing accuracy like he used to. I'll tell you what, they they do need a running back. I think that, that the Falcons. Point. I think the Falcons are going to run the football more with Todd Gurley. I think Julio getting up there in age, Matt Ryan getting up there in age. They might just be like, you know what, Todd? We're just going to run you until the wheels fall off. His wheels are already falling off. That's the issue, though. If they don't I mean, believe that. Those, those legs, man. Got them. You know, man, when a running back's legs go out, that's it. That's the life of a running back. I'm sorry. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It was uh, it was a weird free agency period. Um, a lot of fun. 
a lot of moving parts. And, uh, you know, so far for the Eagles, we're kind of, you know, staying pat for the most part. I know we did we did go get Slay, which was huge. Yeah. But as far as going and landing a big-time free agent, hasn't happened. And uh, not that there isn't any more talent out there. There are some names that are still out there, maybe a little injury-prone. But, you know, I'm thinking of guys like maybe Devontae Freeman, you know, guys like that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think we're all focused on the draft now. That yep. Jordan Howard move made me upset because yeah, what did the uh, what did the Dolphins give Howard ten? Yeah, they, they gave him ten mil. Two years, um, which you know I feel like the Eagles you know definitely can afford to do that, but <laughs> they have bigger plans, I guess. Yeah, and I did and I did say that he wasn't going to get that much on the free agency yeah. market. Yeah. So, uh, all right, now I got a bonus question for you guys. Which team do you think? Um, Benefited the most from free agency this season. Man, I gotta think about this quick because we run out of time. Dang, uh, I, I still gotta say my team. I got a few points on them. So while you guys are thinking about that, I'll say my team. Mm-hmm. I got the Bills. Mm, that's right? a they've team. done not. They you know haven't lost big pieces. They've they've improved. They've got Stefan Diggs. Uh, Josh Allen's got a gun. He's gonna you know sling it out to Diggs a lot. Um, they have no. Although the Bills don't have, they don't have a first round pick. I'm gonna, uh, ha- I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my team, the Cardinals, with that Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins trade, because it, there's no way you can just offload any good regular average NFL GM. It's not gonna offload. Not gonna be able to offload an old aging running back contract and be able to trade for one of one of, if not the best wide receivers in the NFL. It gotta be the Cardinals. Now all you got to do is just work on the offensive line. Yeah, tough to argue that. I'm going to stick with my team that I mentioned earlier, Carolina Panthers. I really do think they're a playoff team this coming season. I think Matt Rule is going to come in there, and he's the right guy for the job. Mm -hmm. I've watched him coach, you know, especially at Temple, and he goes to Baylor. He just wins wherever he goes. He also got a factor in locking up the best running back in football for four years. No Luke Keekly. Yeah, Yeah. retiring. You know, I think that – alone right there that core of moves is, is going to propel them to a playoff spot t i was going to say the the cardinals too because you know what uh i disrespected kyler murray in the past you know that we both I, have i my eyes have been opened up a little bit there's definitely talent there and then you add deandre hopkins to his weapons list i mean hey i can argue that i can agree with that definitely a team boys it was definitely good seeing you guys again hey you guys missed any of this episode, once again, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. Available all major platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, the whole shebang. We're going to try to do this and try to make a distraction out of everything that's going on because, you know, let's be honest here. We're all stuck in the house. We ain't got nothing else to do. So we're going to try to entertain you guys in the meantime. Until then, appreciate everybody tuning in. See you guys. Go right, Phillies in spirit. Surprise, motherfucker! Spirit. <laughs> I want me some glory, ho. God.